Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Joe Hogsett gets a third term in Indianapolis. Sue Finkham will be the new mayor of Carmel. Deb Whitfield. Yes, Deb Whitfield. If you know a little anything about Lawrence, she's your new mayor there. Democrats sweep the council in Lawrence, while Republicans shellack the Democrats in Hamilton County. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. There's a lot to study. And I got to understand, Lawrence, was there a specific issue locally or did one of these kind of all-purpose national races vilify the other guy win the day? Because it really is something. It really is. If you're the Democratic Party, you're like, okay, night wasn't a total loss. You expected Hogsett to win. Uh, They also have elected a socialist in Indianapolis. Jesse Brown wins in the 13th. That's the city county council. Republicans lost a seat, I believe it is, on the council. Oh, we'll get into the failure of the Indiana Republican Party. I can't put this on Ann Hathaway. I'll put it on Kyle Hupfer, and I'll put it on Joe Elsner uh, here in Marion County. Oh, this is bad stuff. The state party is ridiculous in their unwillingness to do hard work. It's all about governor for them. So it's all it's about. Oh, as long as we have a supermajority, it's not what it's all about. The Democrats in Hamilton County, they're not going to stop running uh, candidates. They'll keep at it, and they'll keep at it, and they'll keep at it. Republicans, they won't even care. <laughs> and they wonder why they lose. They also don't know how to talk, but that's a whole nother, a whole nother story. As for around the country, Glenn Youngkin is doing solid work as the governor of Virginia, but the people of Virginia uh, took the House of Delegates back for the Democrats. They keep the Senate uh, in Democratic control. Kentucky, they reelected Andy Bashir, the Democrat. They reelected him. Now, some people want to say there were other candidates on the Republican side who would have been very, very worthy. But nope, this was all about Trump's endorsement and that this election shows you that Trump can't win a general. There is some methodology to that. And I don't care how much you like Trump. I don't care what you tweet. Reality is what it is. Trump has a problem with a general election. Those are facts. Trump has a problem with these lawsuits as well. That's a different conversation altogether. In Ohio, voters approved issue one. Issue one puts abortion into the Constitution. But it does a little bit more than that. 
it's it's this very vague language. I assume there are going to be a tremendous number of lawsuits because the amendment removes parental consent and notification requirements for minors, as I understand it, who undergo gender transition surgeries. It includes language that would prohibit laws that, quote, directly or indirectly burden interfere or interfere with reproductive decisions. Wait, did you say burden? If you argue that nothing can burden a reproductive decision, are you saying that the state of Ohio is now going to start paying for abortions? Is this, is this what you're saying? 56% of the vote to 43, uh, basically 44% of the vote. You're going to tell the taxpayers of Ohio they have to pay for abortions? And and would they also have to pay for, for gender uh, surgeries? For children who don't have to now tell their parents? Oh, my. This was written by the ACLU, a despicable organization that really does favor child mutilation, well, based on just what they've created here. This is an, this is an unbelievable thing to witness. I assume... I assume there are going to be many, many legal challenges to it. If you're okay with this, my God, your your desire for a civilization doesn't it doesn't really exist now, does it? Um, I have said before, and I'll say it again: we're in the hard times because there are people who are totally fine with this. They have no interest in protecting children. They want to utilize children, abuse children, treat children like adults, and it's just horrifying. This is horrifying from Ohio. Horrifying. And I assume it will be met with a lot of legal challenges. As for the concept of abortion, well, the political right better get it straight. The left is running on this subject and this subject alone. This is their plan for 2024. America wants some level of legalized abortion. They told you this already. You want no abortion? Maybe you'll get there, but that'll happen culturally. It'll happen culturally. This is, it is a one subject election for the left. And if you want more voters, you're going to have to ask yourself how you have the conversation. And I'll get into how that's done on Tony Katz today at noon. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. Let us dig in on the censure of Rashida Tlaib, which took place yesterday. It was another push to censure. This one happened. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. You have almost 24 Democrats joining Republicans to censure Representative Rashida Tlaib for what I would consider her support for a terrorist organization. Her support for Hamas in saying from the river to the sea is a rallying cry for freedom. It is not a rallying cry for freedom. It is a call to genocide. And that she is supported by people like Congressman Andre Carson. This is what Indianapolis wants to represent itself? This Jew hater? You're out of your heads. 
He's a terrible person. Before, I always thought he just had very bad judgment. And why would you be friends with uh, Louis Farrakhan? And now you realize, because this is who he is. He's not his grandmother. Andre Carson, on his best day, couldn't be as close to Julia Carson on her worst. We have just allowed this Jew hater to keep office when he provides nothing and he supports the worst of the worst. No moral compass, no moral clarity, zero. Agrees to be on stage as he did years ago with uh, somebody on the terror watch list, uh, is friends with Louis Farrakhan. How many more times does he have to tell you that he's got lousy judgment? And now, supporting somebody who calls for genocide. Doesn't excoriate people calling for genocide on the streets of Indianapolis. Well, neither does Joe Hogsett. But that's neither here nor there. Supporting someone who refers to Israel as an apartheid state, which is a total lie, just based on what apartheid is, total lie. A lot of Jewish Democrats voted to censure Tlaib. Four Republicans voted against the measure, including Ken Buck, uh, Thomas Massey, not Victoria Sparks this time. On this one, she voted in favor of censure. Ken Buck saying, it's not our job to censure somebody because we don't agree with them. Let the ethics committee look at it. Let others look at it, but I will not be voting for a motion to censure unless it's very serious conduct. Calling for genocide and supporting a terrorist organization is serious conduct. Ken Buck is wrong. I'm glad he's leaving Congress. I'll leave it there. But let us take a moment to listen to how people defended Rashida Tlaib. It's a popcorn moment. Let's go. Let's go. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. This is Representative Cory Bush of St. Louis, your activist friend. Oh, she wants you to know you're just a bunch of racists. St. Louis and I rise today in opposition to this central res- resolution um, and in also in opposition to the reckless manner that people in this house speak when they don't realize or don't care that they put targets on the backs of actual people, most of whom are black and brown, because of, of uh, a lack of care and a lack of understanding and a lack of seeing the humanity of folks who look like Rashida Tlaib. It's outrageous that my colleagues are blatantly, blatantly attempting to silence the only Palestinian American representative right here. Um, It's outrageous, but it's not surprising. And let me tell you, it's not surprising because this place is worth 1,700 members of Congress. This elected body enslaved black people. It's not surprising because they thought it was right. It's not surprising because this is a place where members continue to claim that the insurrection on the Capitol disappeared to look like a normal tourist visit. It's not surprising because this is the place where our black and brown staff members repeat speak of experiencing racism and sexism, Islamophobia, get pushed off of elevators, xenophobia and more right here in this workplace. This is the place. And let me say this. She mourns for the 1,400 Israelis. She mourns for the 10,000. And she will not stop. No more. No more. Cease fire now. And she takes the, the death threats that you all send. That, that they the gentlelady is no longer speaker. recognized. The gen- it was a lot of screaming. 
Don't tell me you mourn for 1,400 Israelis when you scream from the river to the sea and you say it's a slogan for freedom. Then you have a representative, uh, it's Representative Dingle, from the river to the sea. Well, it all depends on how you look at it. American and every other member of this body has. And this resolution is an attack on that fundamental right. I spent all weekend in Michigan this last weekend talking to all the communities about the meaning of this phrase. And there are very strong feelings on all sides. And it's very clear that people interpret words in different ways. Personally, I choose not to use a phrase that is offensive to some and that many perceive as a threat. But I also take seriously living in a country that does not respect, restrict If you are willing to defend the use of the phrase from the river to the sea, uh, where's your soul? You see, some people think it's fine. Oh, okay. Except it's not okay. The representative is nuts. You want to talk about the loss of moral compass. There it is. You want to talk about moral rot. There it is. You want to talk about moral rot, let's go to Representative Tlaib herself, who can't help herself from crying. And anti-Semitism makes us all less safe and worry that your own child might suffer the horrors that six-year-old Wadiat did in Illinois. I can't believe I have to say this, but Palestinian people are not disposable. And then she starts crying, as Rashida Tlaib is uh, uh, wont to do. Uh, Jews are getting killed on the streets of the United States of America, Representative. And you uh, cheered it on by saying, from the river to the sea, which the full expression is from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is a call to genocide. Jordan River, Mediterranean Sea, wipe out all the Jews, destroy Israel. First act in Congress, take a post-it note, write Palestine on it, put it over Israel on the map in your office. You want dead Jews. It's not my fault for noticing. It's your fault for wanting it and then lying about it and then going in front of Congress and crying with this performance you're a bad person and you're supported by bad people of course you should be censured but that's not enough you should be thrown out of office for supporting terrorism and Ilhan Omar should be gone and Andre Carson should be voted out these people who support bigotry have no place in our society but when you have moral rot and when you have a lack of a moral compass from college students who are adults and college professors who claim to be adults and college administrators who are too afraid of the students and the professors from a media that won't actually report what is happening They'll take a look at a Jew who is killed on the streets of California and say, oh, there was a confrontation. There wasn't a confrontation. The Jew was attacked, and you seem to be fine with it. This is not a good society, people. This is a broken society. But I am not going to listen to Rashida Tlaib's tears. She's a fraud. She's a Jew-hating fraud because she is what she is. And she is called for genocide. Throw her out. And then throw Andre Carson out. Stop sullying the name of your grandmother.
1.08 trillion. That's the amount of credit card debt in the third quarter of 2023. 1.08 trillion dollars in credit card debt. That is not a good good bit of news. Tony Katz 93 WIBC. Good morning. Oh, the Dow has been going up. It's been like a week of uh, of some positives. They're they're trying to get a trying to get a win. I discussed it yesterday. But 1.08 trillion children. 1.08 trillion children. That's a that's a that's a that's a lot of debt. It's a mountain of debt. That is not good. But mortgage rates have started to come down just like we said they would. Because the thirty the, the, the ten year treasury went down, you now see the thirty year fixed going down. The 10 years are now at four and a half again as opposed to five. So you're seeing the mortgage rates tick down, which means you should see, as we said, this. people see this dip. They're like, let's get in now. Let's get the house now before it's too late. Application volume up two and a half percent. But it's not the only story uh, g- going on. Have you seen these Just Stop Oil protesters the ones who destroy artwork and they glue themselves to the street, you understand these people are are in, in, in league with ISIS when it comes to the destruction of, of art antiquities. If you see them in a museum trying to destroy something, stop them. If they glue themselves to the street, just drive. They don't have any case. They don't have any argument. Oil is good. How about that? Oil is good. Oil has helped us create this world that we have. Now, if you want to replace it and you can, oh my gosh, go ahead. We replace the horse and buggy. We replace newspapers. It's it's fine. Disruption is fine. And if you tell me we can absolutely uh, bankrupt OPEC and we have an energy that will work, that is abundant, that has that is cost effective, as opposed to ideological, like solar and wind, those things are ideological. Maybe hydrogen will be the thing. Maybe when it comes to power plants, we should be a country looking at nuclear. Why the Germans gave it up, I don't know, but they wanted to rely on the Russians. They weren't very bright. I'm all in favor of these things. Just stop oil? No, because it just stops civilization. And it's that civilization that you're opposed to by destroying art. Who destroys art? Art is necessary for a civilization. How else does it express itself? How else does it share a, a message? How else do you get to appreciate beauty or just be repulsed by someone's viciousness, which is also sometimes a, a worthy emotion? So you know that it's there. Art matters. And these people destroying art because they don't want oil, they don't have an argument. They have a beating coming to them.
Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen wherever you are. These people deserve more than jail time, in my view. But this is why we have a justice system, isn't it? This is exactly why. In Indianapolis, the people have spoken. And they gave Joe Hogsett a third term. What does it mean for us? What does it mean for Indianapolis? What is my take on an election where I said clearly, give yourself a chance for something different? And the people said, no, thanks. I will have the breakdown coming up. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. So in the local elections, Republicans clean house in Hamilton County. Democrats are absolutely licking their wounds. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. They don't win any of the at-large seats in Carmel. They don't win any of the at-large seats in Fishers. They just got blanked, did the Democratic Party. There were people out there running some nasty races. I only tangentially followed what people uh, like Jocelyn Vare and others were saying. Whoo! My, oh, my. But the Republicans pull it out. And it was close. Uh, Tiffany Ditlifson got 9,800 votes. Jocelyn Vare got 9,600 uh, the spread was 200 and well, 230, am I saying? Basically 230 votes. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a shoe-in. But Democrats could not overcome. What's interesting is that Ditlifson is uh, the head of uh, the li- president of the library board. Oh, the evil uh, Hamilton uh, East Library Board is banning books and, oh, we can't have this. She's now on the city council. Uh, this should tell Democrats um, a great number of things. They, they, I don't think they'll learn. I think they'll continue to be as nasty as ever. Remember, John Green had, had every right to say, why are you banning my books from the library? The way he went about it at first was terrible. I mean, he should... Embarrassing. He allowed his motions to get the best of him, and he shouldn't have done that. He could have been a real leader of a conversation. Instead, he went for, I wouldn't be caught dead or alive in Fishers, Indiana. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be proud of that statement. And then you have the Democrats just destroying the Republicans in Lawrence. They took the mayor spot. They took every city council spot. I mean, if, if you're the Democratic Party, you looked at Lawrence and even you said, oh, my, would you look at that? That's something else. By the way, the, the, the new mayor of, of uh, Lawrence, uh, Deb Whitfield. She's the mayor-elect. Um, uh, Deb Whitfield is on the diversity, equity, and inclusion team uh, at Community Health Network. Oh. Okay. This is going to be... It's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, Lawrence has had some good growth for, for, for the last years. I have no idea what a what a fully... Controlled Democratic Council is going to bring. I, 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 I don't know. I do know in Indianapolis, I have done what I can. 
Joe Hogsett beats Jefferson Shreve. I don't think anybody is surprised by the fact that Indianapolis gave Joe Hogsett a third term. I mean, you're surprised if you actually take a look at what's happening. You're surprised if you take a look at the, the, the damage and the danger of the city. But you're not surprised when civic leaders, uh, whether they be uh, Dave Ricks of, of Lilly or Herb Simon of the Pacers, Jim Morris, one of the elders of Indianapolis, we're going to keep cheering Joe Hogsett with this murder rate? I've done what I can. And one must know when there is nothing more that one can do. Do I love the city of Indianapolis? Yeah, I love living here. And yesterday I was downtown, and in between the shows, I did what I do. I had a cigar. And I was sitting on uh, the monument. It was a gorgeous day, but it was just the start of the workday for everybody else, and no one was out there uh, except the homeless. And that's a true story. I'm having a cigar, and I'm sitting at the same spot I was sitting at when I first decided to come to Indy. I was staring at the, the Emmis building. And I'm like, I could, I could do this. The city was bustling. I was sitting on that part of the stairs, cigar in hand, 10 years ago, looking and being like, this place is cool. Uh, it's, over the last eight years, it's lost its cool. Over the last eight years, it is a dangerous place. And over the last eight years, it has shown itself not to have leadership that is resilient or strong in any way. And Indy, that's on you. If you take a look at the vote turnout, it was 60-40, I, I believe. That really falls along uh, registration lines. So um, Jefferson Shreve, uh, with his gun plan, that didn't cost him the election, nor did it help him in the election. The people who say, I didn't vote for him because of it, it that number was clearly very, very small. And we should be clear that Jefferson Shreve uh, failed in this election. And I never want to hear the name Mark Lubbers again. The old Republican guard has to go. You can't win elections. You don't know how to run elections. I don't want to hear the names. I don't care if Mark Lubbers likes me. I've never met the man. I'm cool. He wants to talk? I'll talk to him. You failed in this election. You took a guy with a couple hundred million dollars who ran gangbusters in a primary and you wouldn't fight. Stop hating the Republicans. But there's a bigger problem. There's no Republican Party in Marion County. It's over. And Joe Elsinore, you might be a nice guy. But you've had now a couple years. You lost seats on the city council. You didn't run anybody to run against Jesse Brown, a socialist, in the 13th. He won, by the way, with 80% of the vote. So we now have a third term for Joe Hogsett. And a socialist on the city county council. No Democrat thought to oppose this. Vop Osley didn't think uh, to oppose this. No, no, no. Indianapolis wants this. And I don't know why. I'm sorry they do. I'm sorry that running a campaign based on abortion and Trump wins you a mayor's race as opposed to the safety and the security of the people of Indianapolis and the building of the city, but it did. 
India's going to get what it gets, and you will see from me a change in my conversations. I don't believe in giving up. I believe in instituting plans and following through. But clearly, Indianapolis has not felt enough pain, and the civic leaders refuse to stand up for the people. So this is what you get. Another term of sliding into the abyss and a socialist. When you guys finally get serious about wanting to run a city, I'll be right here.